let's jump in real quick. I want to hit this uh, House Divided score that you did because you've been oh, working. Yeah. You've been working with them for a while, right? Yeah, I think for three years now, two or three years. Okay, nice. So um, that's on what? What uh, station is that? What network? Um, it's on Amazon Prime through. Used to be called UMC TV, and I okay. think they just rebranded to. I think it's all black, but it's um, BLK. Okay, BLK, and that's on Amazon yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's one of their like uh, subscription channels through it. I'm not entirely sure how that works, but right, <laughs> who knows how Amazon works? <laughs> I learned from Jacques for well, I guess it was a not a secret, but I just was late to the game um, as far as knowledge goes. Uh, that a lot of the money that Amazon makes is off their hosting um, server platforms. Like they have the oh, really? Ser- yeah, they make. I don't. I don't want to say billions, but probably billions. Uh, of dollars from people hosting their platforms on their servers. So I did Amazon, not know that. I thought Google was going to be like the biggest server, you know, company in the world or whatever. But no, Amazon, Netflix actually oh, wow. is on Amazon on their servers. It makes um, sense with the especially film production. Yeah, it does. Um, especially as far as like how big of a server Amazon probably needs, you know, to to host all their stuff in all their countries but um but it's kind of ironic <laughs> that one of the biggest um video platforms online is netflix uh and everybody's trying to compete with them and so amazon has amazon prime and yet netflix is hosting netflix on amazon's web servers <laughs> right <laughs> it's just ironic. netflix just flicks this or amazon flicks a switch and just shuts netflix down <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I can't keep up with all of that. Um, just in, in Hollywood, all the one companies are, you know, competing. And then next thing you know, they're the same company and then they just buy the other. And then it's just too much for me. One, I, what, Fox had just bought out? Oh, that was, or yeah, that was. Or did they buy someone? No, no, no. Fox got bought by Disney. That was like a year, a year or two ago. Um, okay. See, I, yeah. I don't know. And is it different now? I don't even know. I mean, I guess uh, corporate-wise it's different. I don't know if it's necessarily different as far as what they show or do. Maybe it is. Um, I know there was like a trickle-down effect, so I know a lot of people got laid off during the merger and all that nonsense. Um, But yeah, that was a couple of years. They've been talking about it for four years, I think. So we we went and bought uh, Disney stock um, because I knew they they were... Well, actually, I didn't know they were merging. No... Sorry, that was actually a happy surprise. I knew that they were coming out with Disney Plus, the streaming service. And I was like, that's money right there because Netflix was the only viable option. Uh, And so um, I'd heard Disney Plus was going to come out. And I was like, that's a win-win because all the kids stream on, like, you know, watch YouTube. They need something like that for kids. So Disney, that's just a no-brainer. And then the catalog that Disney has, I'm thinking that's going to be huge with all the Disney movies, they own Marvel, they own Star Wars, you know, they own, Disney owns all that, all those, um, uh, what do you call them, all those, what do you call them, the, like, uh, Transformers, you know, the, uh, uh, the, I, I know, I'm on the name, I didn't know yeah, they can, own Marvel, though. Yes, they own Marvel, yeah, so yeah, all I, the I don't know movies. any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I gotta buy Disney stock, so we bought Disney stock, uh, and then it, you know, started to go up. Disney Plus came out, uh, and then it went up, uh, and then it kind of leveled out. But then, happy surprise was, oh, by the way, we're gonna buy Fox. <laughs> I was like, that's just a cherry on top of <laughs> everything else. Yeah, I guess the streaming platforms are doing the same stuff, competing and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Quibi came out for a while and tried to compete, and then unfortunately they got shut down or they they took the horse behind the barn and put it out of its misery <laughs> they spent yeah. billions and billions of dollars on on uh quibi uh, but it didn't last yeah yeah i mean uh, the only one i'm familiar with is uh mainly amazon because of the work i do with them but right um i can't keep up with the rest <laughs> so you you said you've been working um 
with uh, House Divided or with basically Amazon um, for uh, a couple of years now? Yeah, I, um, a friend of mine that I worked with in the past wanted to, um, you know, told the producer about me and uh, wanted to get me involved and see what I would do music-wise with it. And uh, yeah, just came up with a bunch of themes and went from there. And uh, yeah, so now we're on the third season. And I think this last season they picked up for two more episodes than the previous two. So um, hopefully oh. sign of that it's uh, many more to go. Nice. I've always been curious to ask you because I can't play music. I cannot play a musical instrument to save my life. I tried piano because it's one of my favorite instruments um, and I admire anybody that can play piano. But uh, I tried to learn piano um, and I just, I fell off. Like I, I can't stick with it. I can't pick it up. I can dance to the music, maybe kind of sing to the music possibly, but I cannot play an instrument. <laughs> I, I just can't do it. Uh, so I was going to ask, how? what's your process? Like, what's your process as far as going into film composing for anybody that is interested in doing film composing or is interested in what you do? How do you start that process? Um, it's what you're talking about, like, on a specific project? Yeah, yeah, I guess it's different per project. But say, for instance, when we, when we worked on Murphy together. Uh, so we yeah. sent you the script for Murphy. Um and then you went through it. I'm sorry. We did your did broke it down. Um, you had the our, you know the director's um, input on it and what they were looking for as far as feeling goes or emotions going. So how do you start that process once you get a script or get a a, a film? Um, it's weird to describe. I mean, I, I usually just watch the film. Okay. And. Uh, as I'm watching, I just kind of start hearing things in my head of like, um, I start hearing background stuff and uh, usually a theme, I can sometimes get if the script's really good, I'll start to get it from the script. And I'll just hear like maybe a theme or uh, a certain character uh, may exhibit a certain emotion. And mm. um, I may start to feel something from that, but I'll just start writing ideas down and play them on the piano, sometimes the guitar. Um, and come up with ideas. And if if I'm inspired enough, I'll kind of write little cues for the whole score, especially if it's a shorter film, mm -hmm. um, and just start throwing them at the director and see what sticks essentially, and um, find out what's working, what's not working, and uh, pretty much go from there. But it just kind of happens in my head. I don't really know if I have mm -hmm. a process per se. Right. Well, I guess that 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 is the process. I guess that's yeah. That's what I was looking for. Because I, I guess because yeah, when you're watching the, or you're reading the script, you're playing the film in your head of how you think it's you know looking. You're kind of playing it out in your head, so you're kind of hearing what you want to hear. So that makes complete sense. How sure. Many, hopefully, how the many... script translates yeah. well. Right. Yeah. Because there's some that don't. if it does, then it's even better when I yeah. see the film. Um, right. It's like oh yeah, it's exactly as I envisioned. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You're, you're which kinda... Murphy did exactly. Yeah, you did. Uh, man, the job you did on Murphy was phenomenal. But that's just because oh. you're you're super super talented. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting to see that your vision when you read the script correlates with the director's vision when the director shoots it. Yeah, it um, yeah. sometimes no, but yeah, if it's a really good script and story, it <laughs> sometimes draws me in. no. <laughs> <laughs> there was a few times that it was definitely way different than I thought. Um, yeah. But usually it's pretty close. Yeah. How many instruments do you play? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I've been playing piano since I was in, oh, maybe the fifth grade. Um, so that's my most proficient. And then I've been, probably the second is flute. Um, I did that for band in high school. Oh, wow. And the rest i would say i play guitar um drums you know percussion and that sort of stuff um but i'm not good at it i just can create a sound and i enjoy it so yeah so what about uh you said guitar you play guitar too though right yeah i play a little of that um percussion not really drum sets but i just have drumsticks i like you know mm. playing my furniture <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have played like a friend's cello and some string instruments, but uh, they're a little more cumbersome to have laying around. Yeah. So not as much. 
Dude, I, that reminds me of the drum playing on the furniture. I had a, an audition, and um, I went in for the audition, and the part was for a drummer, which I told you I can't play an <laughs> instrument to save my life. But in acting, you 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 gotta lie, you know, you gotta fake it till you make it or whatever. You go into that audition room confident, you know, oh yeah, I'm a drummer, hundred um, percent. Yeah. So I literally went and bought drumsticks um, to take to the audition with me because that's how I was taught, you know, to have something tangible there to make you be in character. Um, and so I go in the audition holding the drumsticks. Well, of course they assume I could play drums. So they ask you to play something. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a, a little stool in front of me. And so I, I can kind of, I can keep a beat, you know, I can keep a rhythm. I, I could do that. I just can't. So I just kind of, I cut, you know, kind of just tapping on it, you know, like any child. That sounds do. good. Well, yeah, I mean, a monkey could do that. Like, <laughs> so I do that, and she's like, oh, "Okay, great." Uh, the casting director is, you know, excited. She goes, "Can you send us an, a video after this audition is done? Can you go home, go to your drums, send us a video of you, you know, playing full out drums? Because they want to see, you know, me hitting the hi hat, hitting all the all the things." I'm like. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so I had to go rent a studio time um, at a, a musical place and rent the studio with the drums in there, soundproofed everything. And I was in there for an hour <laughs> just trying to make something happen. <laughs> did you get it? I did not get the part. No. Um, did they say why or was it because no, of that? I mean, No, you oh. rarely get any feedback. If you, if you don't get the part, you, there's no there's no feedback of why oh, okay. um, the the script did call for in the scene the drummer starts out really slow to 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 and then kind of works his way up to to, to 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 and then like something's happening in the scene and then he gets faster and faster so he kind of progresses as the scene progresses and i did that in the video and so i think it might have been kind of boring <laughs> to no. say the least <laughs> Is this for but, Whiplash? <laughs> uh, no, I know, right? Uh, oh. No, uh, this is for, I can't even remember what it was for. Um, but yeah, it's just funny. I can't I can't play, but I admire people that can because I know it's super, super hard to do. Yeah, I find that a lot of people that say they can't usually can. If they actually do, they're <laughs> usually me. better than they think they are. Trust me, I can't. <laughs> I'm going to have to test this out one day. Yeah, uh, well, I can't remember the, uh, my favorite one of my favorite comedians. Um, I'm just drawing a blank today. Um, oh, but, but by the way, the word franchise—that's the word we were looking for earlier. Uh, oh. Marvel franchise, yeah, Disney owns all those franchises, yeah. Star Wars franchise. Um, but there's a comedian um, that <laughs> he has a joke about playing the guitar, and he he can't play the guitar. But every time he's at a party setting, he pulls up. If there's a guitar there, he pulls out. He's like, "Oh, you guys want to hear me play a song?" I, it's, it, this is called. I wrote this for, for one of my lovers. It's called "Hold On," and he just plays the guitar really horribly. And he's like, "Plink, plink, hold on, hold on, hold on, plink, plink, hold, hold on, hold on, clink, clink, plink, hold on." Hold on. <laughs> he just keeps missing the chords the whole time and just repeating "Hold On." <laughs> the song's called "Hold On." It's it's a pretty <laughs> funny joke. So that's yeah, me. I mean, that's how I play. I, I bet you're a lot better than that, but nope. It, okay. Nope. Actually, growing up, I did take a guitar lesson as well, and I still can't. How play about singing? Guitar. Singing, I can carry a note. I can carry a tune. I can sing, but that's not okay. playing. That's not playing an instrument. Oh, well, okay. Well, I mean, you know, you could go, you know, Justin Timberlake then. Yeah, he can play though. He he can play instruments. He can sing, oh, dance, and play. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, well, he does everything. So, I'm pretty sure I've seen him play guitar. I don't know. I feel he like he can. feel like he plays something. A tambourine, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I consider singing playing an instrument in many ways. Uh, Touche. Okay, yeah. I mean, your voice is an <laughs> instrument. It is a. It is something you have to practice at and keep in tune. I guess. I don't know. Don't try to make me feel better. Uh, that, that's what it was the goal, but okay. You, you can't do any music. Is that what you want me to say? I'll take it, Greg. No, I'll take it. Right. Um, 
so uh, you worked on The House Divided, and then uh, there was another show I recently saw that you posted um, that you were working on, or you had worked on Yes? Was it a movie? Yes? Um, yeah, Yes, that was um, yes. an indie drama film. That was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. How, how did that come about? Um, that I heard about years ago. The play, it started off, I believe it was an off-Broadway show in the in New York City. Um, and I really liked the story, or, or at least what I heard of it. And so I reached out to the, I think the producer and the guy who wrote it and starred in it on the, in, um, in the show. Mm-hmm. And cause I heard they were doing the feature film and it, it took a while, um, to kind of learn that I got the part, but, um, yeah, I, I started working with them on that and I did two scenes for auditions. And actually the two scenes that I did, the themes that I wrote ended up being the main themes for the film. So I, I guess um, mm-hmm. it showed that whatever they were looking for, I guess I captured. So I mean, that was kind of cool. I never really happens. Certainly hasn't happened to me before. Right. Well, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, so that, so I mean, I don't see why not. <laughs> You're super talented. Well, so. Well, no, I mean, normally if I write something to the scene, because they, they didn't give me anything else. They gave me no context of where it is because they oh. changed a little from the play um, because now they can film locations and it wasn't just a stage. Okay. Um, so the story was a little different. Overall, it was the same. Um, but they were just like, here's a scene. Um, well, you'll see he's sad or he's happy or whatever. Um, and they, that's literally all they gave me. And they're just like, do whatever you think is best. Um, so normally if I have more context, it will change how I approach that specific scene. Um, but I guess in this case, the theme that I wrote fit for the rest of the story in the film. So I was like, oh, that, that's kind of rare that that happens. Hmm. I think they trusted your judgment. They just let you do you, you know? Uh, yeah. Or they just wanted to see how crazy I would do with you know, be with writing something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, see if we were on the same page or not, but, uh, I guess we were. So it was yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's like when, uh, you did Murphy with us. I mean, I, I had a few little notes, um, but basically I trusted your judgment and knew that you're the professional and you're gonna, you were gonna do you and, and make it something special. And, and you did, you always do that. So it's phenomenal to see that. Yeah. I mean that, well, it also helps when the director, when you gave me, um, you gave me an, enough direction to tell me where to go, but at the same time allowed me to, yeah, do what I guess, you know, do whatever I feel is best. Yeah. Um, so you kind of created a little box for me to, you know, corner <laughs> me and would give me the freedom to do what I want within there. So, I mean, that's exactly what, um, most composers like. So, yeah, I mean, you need some sort of path of to know what to take so you're not doing the wrong thing i guess necessarily um but you also need the uh, artistic freedom to be able to to express yourself and, and put your own um signature on things and your own yeah. flair yeah and sometimes the director or or whoever whatever project you're working on not even a director but sometimes uh let's say a director for a film they um might have a suggestion and it might not be the best thing for that film you might know something better so yeah, it depends on the director. I know um, sometimes there was one time um, someone did that and, and I, I have no problem doing it, um, but you know, I'll try to give my best professional opinion. Huh? Um, and then uh, there was one time that they they pretty, felt pretty adamant that they're like, this is the direction I want. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did my best to deliver what they wanted. And, and then um, it was like maybe two weeks later and then they said, um, yeah, I think we should go in the other direction. So, um, but working with that person later, uh, you know, they learn to trust me, I guess, um, if we have a similar or problem next time. Yeah. And I'm like, I think this is best. The next time they're like, okay, let's go with that. Yeah. That's, that's one of the hardest things about being a creative, huh? Is that um, <laughs> you, you can make your suggestions, but when it's a client that you're working with, um, they think they know what they want until they actually see what they want or hear what they want 
Um, and so for instance, like that, like you, you give them what they want, even though, you know, it's probably not the best decision and you should probably do it this way, but you got to give them what they want and then you give it to them and then they realize, Oh crap, I should have <laughs> done it another way. Yeah. That's yeah. The but worst. it's not bad. I mean, sometimes that I, I do what they do and as I'm working on it, I'm like, actually, I really like this and I get into it and I'm, I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, it's it really well. Um, you know, maybe I didn't understand exactly what they were saying, like every word. And, and then as I'm working, I'm like, oh, I see now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's it's not like the, it's not the worst thing. I mean, right. it helps so me it, learn. and It has the opposite effect. Yeah, that's a cool moment when that the, happens. That's Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because then you're learning in the process. Yeah. How did yes fall in your lap? Um well, so after I, um, yeah, so I contacted them, uh, and did those two auditions. Okay. Um, and for those two scenes, and then, uh, they just kind of had me go about, and that one, they literally gave me no direction for, they just said, whatever you were thinking, um, when you did those two scenes, just continue that. Um, and so I did that. And actually for that one, what ended up happening was I, I think I wrote, um, too much music. And so then the, we went back and kind of took some out and um, removed stuff, uh, maybe some like an instrument track here or there or an entire cue. And, and uh, but that was actually a very quick musical process, which for a feature film uh, can take a little bit of time. But that I think that was completed in about three weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, like pretty fast. But that's also, uh, I really love the story. The acting was great. Um, Tim, who's the main, who's one of the leads, uh, he is also the writer and the producer. Um, and so uh, you know, he's really great in it. And um, yeah, the other lead was phenomenal too. So it certainly mm-hmm. helps. Yeah. The, the, the reason I, I was asking kind of how it fell in your lap um, was just because if anybody uh, watches or is listening and, and they're, uh, a young composer or not even young just somebody that wants to get into the industry you know how 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 do they go about doing that possibly even though every situation is different i understand but i know that you personally have been really good at networking and reaching out like i know you reached out to me a few times um just to keep in touch and and see if there's any other projects or you know who knows who who's working on what projects that you know you can you can be artistic with and, 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 um, kind of network with. And, um, I know that's a huge part of the industry is, you know, working together and, um, networking. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that just a little bit. Cause I know you've, you've done a lot of projects, um, just to get out there and just do them and just, you know, make sure that people are seeing your work. Yeah. I, I've always, and I don't, some people have told me they're surprised that I do this and I don't quite understand why. I mean, I guess I understand, yeah. but I, I just contact people. Um, right. <laughs> my, my thinking is uh, like, um, there were two filmmakers that I wanted to contact and they had nothing um, or they had, yeah, had no information on like IMDB. And so I just looked up their names on white pages and I was oh, just wow. like, if I can find it easily, and I found their home phone number and I just called it. I'm like, what's what's the worst that could happen? They'll just say, please don't call again. Oh, um, wow. So like, I have no problem uh, calling someone or trying. I mean, the answer will be no if you don't reach out. Um, so what's the harm? So but people seem surprised by that. Like you, you just picked up the phone and called their house. I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not surprised by that. I'm, I admire the hustle and that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's, that's the the grind and hustle it takes, you know, the passion to, to well, do I don't that. want to annoy anyone, but I'll, I'll right. try once. And if they don't answer, um, I may leave a message and that's it. But I'm not going to like go to like the, <laughs> you know, the page a hundred on Google and try to find it. If it's like right there in front of me, great. Yeah. If not, um, no. Yeah. I mean, and you're only calling them once you're not calling them to sell them golf magazines or something, you know, right. silly. Um, you're not, uh, telemarketing. No, I'm no. surprised by the fact that you went to the white pages. <laughs> that, uh, that's what I'm surprised by. Well, for, any, I mean, for any young kids out there that are probably <laughs> uh, 
15 yeah. and younger, the white pages is a phone book. There's a yellow pages for business and then white pages for residential like houses. And they have everybody's name and address in there. And, and, and we used to use the phone book. You had to pull out the book and pull and look through alphabetically somebody's name. Those You don't see those anymore because everything's online now. Um, but that's what Greg did. Greg pulled out an old yeah. phone book. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, it's, it wasn't a physical phone book. Oh, you didn't pull out a physical Okay, so, okay. Yeah, it's okay. just the website. <laughs> okay, so you went to the website, went to the white pages. All right, well, that's not that bad. It's I'm the same thing, though. <laughs> I'm literally thinking you pulled out a, a book like, you know, it went through the jerk style and started <laughs> no. marking people off the list. <laughs> 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 just cross everyone call everyone once pretty much because there's a million of <laughs> mr smith's yeah no not i didn't go to that extreme oh, okay Can i mean but get those anymore they send them out they do send them out um they're smaller now they're a lot smaller and thinner <clears throat> um but they just get thrown away it just waste paper yeah so i don't know anybody that uses them besides you <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, that's I use those, and I refer to the old um, atlases when you go up driving. The uh, atlas, yeah. You just unfold the map to cover the the windscreen, so you can't even see where you're driving. That's the adventure. Yeah, but, uh, I I know how to get there. I just can't see because I'm covering <laughs> covering my vision with a huge map. Yep. Yeah. I um, grew up in those days, so I remember them. Yeah. I love um, seeing a lot of the old school stuff coming back. That's that's my favorite thing right now. All the retro stuff yeah. is kind of popular. It, it is pretty cool. <laughs> what uh, what, what uh, time time did you grow up in? Like what genre? What? What uh, word am I? I can't think of words today. <laughs> I don't have words. None of them. Eighties. Uh, Are you a nineties baby? Yep. For sure, nineties. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm actually just nineteen ninety, which I love because it's easy to remember how old I am. Oh yeah, that's super simple for you. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So you grew up a uh, Nickelodeon kid. Oh yeah, the kids uh, jumping up, uh, looking really excited on the Nickelodeon intro. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was yeah. just thinking about that literally a few days ago. Of um, the Nickelodeon sure looks different nowadays. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot different. <clears throat> um, I've been seeing the Rugrats and um, Hey Arnold. You know, sweaters. You see those everywhere now. I loved it, Hey Arnold. Yeah, it's all coming back. It's the the nostalgia. Yeah, all of those I, the um, unbreakable Nokia non flip phone. Uh huh. That's all what I. That's all what I grew up with. The I mean, I, well, phone, yeah, I was born, okay. I guess, before cell phones. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You were in 1990. Yeah, that was when they were just coming out yeah. in the 90s. Are you watching Super Bowl today? I did not realize that the Super Bowl is going to fall on this weekend. And when we scheduled this a couple of weeks ago, um, I didn't realize it. So, are you yeah, watching sorry Super Bowl? Sorry about your team. I'm, you know, I was uh, certainly thought Rogers was going to um, pull through on that one. But... Oh, that's Cena's team, Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah, that was crazy. You're not Green Bay. No, no, no. I've, I'm a Denver fan. Broncos. I grew up in Denver. So. Oh, oh, sorry mm -hmm. for your team too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, but I honestly have not watched NFL in like two, maybe three years. I just kind of oh, quit really? watching it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just stopped watching it. Okay, just not at a, not in football. Do you watch college? Nope, I've never watched college sports. Like oh, I've gone, okay. I've gone to a game uh, from Mizzou. Um, but other than that, no, I don't watch college sports. I watch NFL and I love NBA. Um, but I still okay. watch NFL. Oh, right. You're Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely love, yeah. love the NBA. I like basketball more, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just stopped watching NFL. I don't know. You're a Giants fan, right? I am. And I yeah, yeah. can't really watch them out here. Um, they're not really on and not like I'd want to watch them recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, I'm can... Giants. I'm, I like to consider an honorary Saints fan. I'll, I'll say that from New Orleans. Okay. Um, but um, and then college sports is my big thing. Uh, LSU for everything, pretty much. LSU. Yeah, I always see you with LSU yep. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, are you watching Super Bowl today? I, oh, I will be for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you? Uh, who you, you... think is going to win? Um, 
I, well, I, I think Kansas City is going to win. I want, I, I know some friends who are fans of them, so I want to root for them, but Mahomes. I, I really like Mahomes. You got Tyron Matthew on there from LSU. So, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of his, um, Edwards Elaire, but I'm very selfish in saying I want the Bucks to win because I, I mean, the Giants took two rings from Brady and then the Eagles beat him. But, you know, the more teams that beat Brady, it kind of takes the luster away from those two wins. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of want the Bucks to win for that. It's stupid reason, but um, I, I don't know. I like Mahomes. It's hard not to like him. Well, you want the Bucks to win for Brady to get another ring? <laughs> I just, so if I'm pretty sure he'll be all right. <laughs> the, the logic here, okay, so Brady has lost three Super Bowls. <laughs> two of them, he, this Giants took the first two. And I was like, that's a pretty cool, like, thing. Eli Manning, as great he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he has two rings that he took from Brady. And that was a pretty cool stat to have until the Eagles beat New England. And I was like, eh, okay, but at least it's just once. Now it could be another team taking another wing, a ring from Brady. And I'm like, ah, it takes the luster away from the two Eli Manning trophies. Uh, you want it to be... I don't the, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eli Manning took um, took two rings from Brady, but nobody else. That would have been sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing Eli Manning can, you know... Put on his know. resume. <laughs> yeah, when you lead the league in interceptions, like how, five years or whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta have something. Oh, poor Eli. That I'm meme. Sure he's fine. <laughs> uh, what was it during Super Bowl? And that meme where he goes over on the sideline, he's on the phone, and there's that meme of him calling Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah. So wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he has his moments. Yeah, that's so funny. But, no, I, I hope a, it's a good game. I hope it's not a blowout for one team or the other. But yeah. I'm sure it'll be it'll be entertaining. Uh, I'm probably not gonna watch it. No, like I said, I really haven't watched NFL. <laughs> okay. I I really don't care for either team. I don't care who wins. Um, it's fun for entertainment. I mean, I, I'm sure it'll be an entertaining game. I, I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I mean, you got two of the top quarterbacks in the league going against each other, so it's got it's gonna be entertaining. It's probably be a high scoring game. I'm assuming. I have no idea. I feel like every time I say it's going to be high scoring, it ends up being it's like six to three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have uh, Have you seen any uh, good movies lately? Have you? We watched. Um, what did we watch? That Denzel Washington movie, which is he's one of my top. Oh, the little things. Top five. Yeah, the the little things. Yeah, I I actually just watched that a couple of nights ago. I'm. I really. I like it now. I think I was a little disappointed in the moment because I had different expectations. Like I thought you were going to actually find it. I'm not going to say anything about it. I had different expectations <laughs> <Spoiler>. about it. <laughs> um, but thinking about it, I really like it now. I, like it's growing mm. on me. Oh, okay. It's, it's getting, I won't say anything. <laughs> not, it's not getting the greatest reviews. We'll say that. Uh, I mean, I had great acting. I mean, it's Denzel Washington. You can't beat Denzel Washington. He's phenomenal. I'll watch no. anything Denzel's in, hands down. Yep, he's a, he's a seller for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, uh, Rami, Rami Malek. Um, he's phenomenal. Um, I love him and Mr. Robot. Yeah. Um, yeah Bohemian, but, I, mean, I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, Bohemian. Yeah, phenomenal job, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. Um, yeah, so the acting is great, but... You know, you know how it is. It's a collaborative effort, so it comes down to script, comes down to director, cinematographer. Yeah. You know, the whole team. Um, I love the cinematography in it. The lighting and everything was done really yeah. well, and the set design. Nineties, I think it was set in the nineties. So that was cool. Yeah, but... I mean it. And I mean, I liked the. Um, I mean, having been in LA, I liked the dynamic. Although I think it was more seen in the beginning of having like. Um, Denzel being that like the little town cop coming to the you know the big guys in yeah. the, the LAPD so I liked seeing just the um, you know the interaction of that but it, I think it was just very short-lived in the beginning yeah it was uh, it was and it was good up to a certain point for me uh, spoiler if you haven't seen it yet uh, you know mute mute the podcast uh, <laughs> mute the video 
<clears throat> but up until well, I won't give away too much, but you know the point I'm talking about near the end, about 15 minutes before the end of the movie, mm-hmm. um, when it starts to take that turn, and you're like, what the, f- <laughs> what kind of professional does this? Like they just yeah. threw professionalism out the window, and we're just like, we're gonna go with this for the storyline, and and you're just sitting there thinking, this goes against everything they've just led up to. Right. Yeah. It- it did take a turn. I mean, it, with what you're saying, I. The more I think about it, though, I, I liked it. I mean, the, the, um, the poeticness of you know uh, Denzel, and then, is it mm. Rami or Rami? Oh, it might be Rami. I probably said it wrong. I'm gonna. We'll oh go no, with Rami. I, I don't know how to say it, say his name. Um, but Malik. Uh, yeah, Ma- I mean Malik. Yeah. His. Yeah, I'll just say Mr. Malik. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just the poeticness of the two characters. Um, I mean, Denzel being the older guy and Malik mm-hmm. is the, you know, the new hotshot detective. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ju- I just liked how uh, they tied that together with the part that you're talking about um, when it was revealed. And I think you know what I'm talking about with uh, yeah. Denzel when that was revealed. Uh huh. Of course. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually appreciate that the more it sits on me. I think. Uh huh. I, yeah, I can see that. Maybe the reviews would be better if people were reviewing it days after watching it instead of like right away. I think most oh, yeah. people review right away. <laughs> yeah, their initial gut reaction, their emotional response. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they don't like it, you're probably going to quickly write it down. Yeah. yeah, it's just like any review uh, online for a business or a restaurant or something. You, It's more negative reviews because people go off of their emotional response, which is usually a negative response. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so you if have I a enjoy, higher I'm negative review than... type. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, it was the greatest thing in the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of films um, and films such as that, what f- film recently can you think of? This is a two question part that I'm thinking of here. What film recently have you heard a score from a composer that inspired you? And also, what composer or composers inspire you? Um, well, <laughs> the second question, um, are we talking pure just film composers or in general composers? It could, it could be in general. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Film in general, um, just whatever inspires you. Who inspires you? Well, I mean, the composer that inspires me the most um, was James Horner. Oh, Horner, um, yeah. The, actually, one of the first films. So that what got me into writing music was actually the music to Final Fantasy VII game. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Me and my friends stayed up he, for like three days straight trying to play that game. That's such a long <laughs> the, game. The original. Yeah. I think it was uh, okay. oh, Super Nintendo or Nintendo the, 64. Which one was it? Uh, that was PlayStation. PlayStation. I forget which platform it was. Yeah, it's Final Fantasy VII. That was the like, yeah, I long... Yeah, that was the first thing that I was like, oh, the music's awesome. But the like a few weeks later, or maybe... I don't even know how long later, I shouldn't say. But then um, the first movie that I recognized the score to was James Horner's score to The House of Sand and Fog. Have you seen that? I have not. I have not seen that. It's actually a good it. movie. It's a, an indie one. Okay. Um but his, I, I asked about the composers because um, his writing reminds me a lot of Rachmaninoff, who's my favorite classical composer. Well, he's romantic, but um, mm-hmm. he's my favorite non-film composer, and, and it's very reminiscent the harmonies and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and just the way he writes so orchestrally. But uh, yeah, James Horner and I go with the two Jameses. James Newton Howard is the other big uh, influence of mine. Um, so with that being said, an out there score, it's my favorite score, actually one of of all time is the score to Salt, which I don't know if you've seen that movie. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, Salt, yeah, who is I, I love Salt. that score with um, what he did with it. Like he, the theme almost sounds like, uh, you know, police sirens. And I just thought it was very, you know, ingenious how he kind of incorporated the very entity that's going after her into mm-hmm. the music theme and just, I just thought it was really cool. And so I usually appreciate that sort of stuff. So that's actually my favorite score um, for some reason. <laughs> and who was the composer on that? Was that Horner? 
Was that somebody else? Uh, James Newton Howard. Howard. Okay, that's what you said. Okay. Um, but I mean, I say favorite because of how he incorporated that type of idea.、Mm -hmm. um, like when she's secretly trying to creep out throughout the,、um, the building or trying to escape.、Mm -hmm. um, it's like very slow that theme, and then when she's running, it's you know it almost has like a Doppler effect, which I thought was really cool.、Um, uh huh. But、uh, so I just I appreciate that sort of thing in scores. But I mean, overall, I, I love James Horner's orchestrations, and I, I think being a classically trained、um, musician, I, I appreciate it more.、Mm. So, fan of that, I could throw out John Williams. He's a cliche that I mean, that guy's a, a genius. John Williams. Yeah, I mean,、mm. he, I feel like everyone says his name. Any composer <laughs> would say his name. <laughs> yeah. So I want to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to、of、be、course. the run-of-the-mill go-to name, naming the top top person. Yeah, I mean, every everyone says like E.T. right, Harry Potter. Those are all、yeah, like、the big right, ones.、Right. Jurassic Park, and I'm、yeah. just like Martin Scorsese. Well, of course, they're amazing. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,、yeah. of course they're amazing. So I try to go with more obscure ones that I love. And, <laughs> Who's your favorite composers? Do you? I mean, do you have any by name?、Uh, yeah, I, but I can't think of names right now.、Um, what's his name?、Oh. <laughs> um, uh, the、uh, he's he's the most popular composer too.、Um, Zimmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hans、uh, Hans Zimmer. Okay. Yeah, he's one of my favorites.、Um, But again, he's he's so good. He's that popular that when you do say his name, they're like, "Oh yeah, you saw a list for the top three composers or something." Yeah, it's like yeah, I, I mean, what really like Hans Zimmer. The, yeah, I mean, what he's done for the genre of film scoring is ridiculous. I mean, he's pushing a whole other direction. But、um, I, I like that. So there's definitely, I think, two sides of the composing. There's like him with the more. Electronic feel, and then there's the more、um, classical、mm. John Williams, Horner, and I guess a bunch of the Newmans would be in there.、Um, so I, I, I guess my classical background, I, I'm more attracted to the orchestral approach. But、mm -hmm. it's weird because my writing style, I implement a lot of electronics and do a lot of hybrid and electronic scores. So、um, I don't know.、Mm -hmm. um, what was I going to say?、Uh... What a! I'm just drawing complete blanks today, man. I cannot think right now.、Um, oh, what, that's what I was gonna ask you. What What is your favorite like genre to score? What film wise,、oh. like horror films, comedies, romantics? You like the orchestra style, piano, violin stuff、um, with some more of the romantic. Music. So, do you like doing romantic movies? Um. Yeah, I mean, I I like. It's going to be like a cliche answer again, but I like all genres for different reasons.、Um, that to me, if the at least with my experiences, if I work on something or when I've worked on more of a romance or a drama,、mm -hmm. um. I've had an opportunity to work more in the orchestral realm,、um, where it's more melodic, and I can use my orchestration skills,、mm -hmm. um, utilizing more、uh, working with real musicians and scoring sessions, and so I, I really enjoy doing that.、Um, and then, almost on the flip side, horror, which can be very orchestral, like a more John、yeah. Williams type horror.、Um, a lot of people call for more electronic as well with that, and so.、Um, To be able to just create new random sounds, I, I really enjoy, and I feel like horror you can really explore、uh, creating anything.、Um, so I enjoy that for that.、Um, thrillers, you know, again, to be able to combine electronics with orchestral. I don't know. I like each one for different reasons,、um, but I like going from one to the next、uh, because then I get to mix it up, and、mm -hmm. by the time I You know, have done a romantic or a drama, and then I go to horror, and then I come back to romantic. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to write melodies again. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I, I really enjoyed trying to be as versatile as I can.、Um, right. But I don't. You know, my go-to would probably be more melodic writing. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, I guess the bring... romance dramas. 
romance dramas um you were bringing up uh, electronic um music kind of mixed in there what kind of equipment do you like for your studio that you have set up um do you have like a loop machine do you have like a electronic like a drum beat machine or is it more more raw where you're using you know a, a piano or electric piano and drums and do you do a lot of electric like stuff on the computer in your studio yeah um it it all depends on what the project calls for um right uh i've done both you know a whole wide variety of that um i mean when i say electronic i mean it's so well one score i did was literally like uh, almost like a stranger thing synthy electronic oh, okay um and there, there's that realm, which is, yeah, completely, at least for me, completely done on the computer. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess there's the, I'll call it the Hans electronic, where it's not like that 70s it's or 80s synth, but it's like, yeah, that, exactly. It's mm -hmm. like a really modern, like powerful, a lot of bass, yeah, um, that sort of thing. And, and so that would be, at least what I've done is a combination of utilizing real instruments um mm. and then uh you know some computer stuff but um i know one I, don't, I guess you wouldn't call it electronic but there was a horror film i worked on where i took um there was a hair element in it i won't go into details because it <laughs> hasn't you know been uh i don't know what's happening with the film but um there there was like something about uh fake hair in the movie mm. and it had to do with the story and so what i ended up doing was um, I took some of the fake hair from the movie and restrung a cello with the hair. So apparently it was like someone's real hair at some point and played it there. Um, I was like, I'm just going to play the, that's going to be the theme, like the main sound. Um, now, I don't know if that's electronic. I guess that's more live instrument, but um, yeah, I don't know. I enjoy doing that stuff, just trying to create new instruments with random stuff. <laughs> Wait, so you literally took human hair and strung it on a cello to play it to get the sound out of it for the film that had something to do with hair in the film yeah full disclaimer i did not acquire the hair in my own <laughs> right it was someone had i don't know how they got it i don't ask questions uh but yeah no i i did and um i just wanted to see how it would sound and it sounded very uh, creepy it didn't sound as i thought it was going to sound but it was so effective yeah that i was like oh this is it that's amazing that's see that's interesting to me that's super interesting to do something like that to to create that sound that you, that you want to do or just to not create that sound but to see what comes of it just to have the idea to do that is is interesting to me yeah i love putting uh well i mean i don't know what you would call doing that but i love taking ideas from within the movie and if i can like incorporate uh, it yeah, I mean, yeah. if I'm talking to the director, there was one film I did and the director kept saying something over and over to emphasize they did not want the film going in a certain direction. Um, and I kind of just, as a joke, I took that and turned it into music and put it in. It's hard to describe, but I mean, it's it's what I put in there. I'm like, he said it so many times, I'm going to put it in there. <laughs> um, so I, I love doing little things like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting too that when you did the hair on the cello, you said it didn't sound what you expected it to sound like and i think that's um usually what happens with have you seen you've seen those cr people that do sound effects for cartoons and and for film oh and yeah they, it's amazing what they use to create the sound is completely different oh. than what you think you know like somebody walking yeah. on leaves or eggshells or you know whatever the sound might be like rain they're not it's not actually water hitting they're using like other other materials to create the sounds that that you hear and it's it's interesting yeah. you saw that um was it like a featurette for uh cloudy with a chance of meatballs and it showed that very yeah. thing yeah that the one of that yeah, it was like there, what yeah. celery stalks or something that they yeah. kept like i don't know what it was yep. yeah I, there's a whole bunch of those um where they're like walking on things and and they're not using the the element that's in the film it's something yeah. completely different, yeah. It so confuses me when I watch that. But mm -hmm. then I, you know, 
watch the movie again and just close my eyes. I'm like, it just sounds just like it. Yeah, you hear it, but when you're visually watching them make it, you're like, that that, that shit, that's not right. <laughs> I don't know so, how they come up with that. Oh, let's get celery for meatballs. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Yep. I would have just gotten meat and thrown it at a wall or something. Exactly. <laughs> just... <laughs> but they're getting that... <laughs> like that perfect sound. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 phenomenal how that works. So it's interesting that you do that you did the hair in the cello and, and got a, a unique sound out of it. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I figure what what's the worst sound that could come from him? It's going to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a story to tell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what uh, what uh, what do you got working on now? What are you working on uh, coming up here? Um. I am finishing up a, a very interesting documentary on an actor in New York City. Oh, okay. Um, there's this guy that I know, um, we worked together on a, a project a while back and he uh, called me and he's like, I've got, I'm working on this thing. I followed this very interesting character around uh, the city for a few years and I'm turning it into a documentary. Um, and so we've been working on that. actually. We've worked on that since August. It's been um, such an exciting process of just this back and forth, like every week. Uh, and um, I actually, in that, have appreciated how much an editor can change and make or break a film because our vision for the film, at least for the music-wise, was one thing when we started, and it's now been a complete 180. Mm. Um, because as the editor would make little minor changes, it's like, oh, I don't feel it this way anymore. I feel it this way, and it's like. It's amazing what little tweaks can do. Oh yeah, it's uh, an editor is one of the pivotal parts in a film, and that's one of the oh, yeah. I respect that so much because I, I can edit, but man, there are some editors out there that are just I tip my hat to them because they they can make a film whatever they want it to be. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, they, this one and and like they send me the first they send me the string out. I guess I've never heard that term until now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or until this film um, but they sent me that and I'm like yeah this looks great um, and then she sent me the first edited version she's like what do you think and I'm like I love it I mean it looks great and then they make like little tweaks and they send it and like do you think this one's better I'm like yeah this is even better like I don't know what they're doing but um, it's just like yeah it just looks better and better mm -hmm. well especially not in... that the first one looked bad <laughs> yeah it's just it's just different <laughs> Um, especially in documentaries style film um, it's amazing how you can edit that to because there's a lot of usually interviews um, or footage b-roll and you can cut that out or cut this here and there and put it together to where you can make it go one direction compared to what was originally filmed like you can literally cut out the context of an interview and just put yeah. these little snippets in there and make it seem one way yeah it's amazing what they do yeah, I mean, she, the string out, I think, was three hours. And then the actual film is about an hour and maybe 40 minutes. And I'm like, I don't know how they decide what to take, how much of what. And I I'm know. like, this is why I'm not an editor. Uh-huh. It's, it's painstaking work. And then especially as far as the director goes, the director usually wants to keep everything in there because, you know, it's the director's vision and it's usually too much. And the editor doesn't have that um, emotional attachment to it, per se, or that artistic yeah. attachment to it. And so the editor can kind of start to whittle it down and, and cut a lot of stuff out. And I mean, 70% of a film ends up on the cutting room floor. So it's, yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's crazy to me. I mean, all of that, uh, I, I guess, are the, is that what the director's cut is? Um, it yeah. usually involves a little bit more. Yeah, usually a director's cut's longer than the original film, um, which is why the directors don't really <laughs> edit <laughs> because <laughs> they put they just want everything in there. Um, so yeah, uh, Zack Snyder's working on his uh, his uh, DC cut right now. Oh yeah, I've heard a lot for about Justice this. League. Yeah, the Justice League cut, which apparently it's the same footage except for I think they had like a couple extra scenes maybe, but it's a okay. lot longer. So he's leaving more of the footage from the from the scenes that were shot in there. Is it is it usually like um, the director's cut usually always longer? Like I. Not I think necessarily, maybe but... six. Okay, because I think like six months ago, 
um, I'd never saw aliens before, any of them. So I, they were on HBO. I'm like, I'm going to watch them. And I had the choice of watching the original or director's cut. Um, and I went with the original and then went back and watched the director's cut. And in some of them, I didn't even notice the difference. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. A, a lot of times it can be, um, certain setups or certain scenes or, or the placements of those scenes, um, most of the time it's usually because a studio will step in and the studio wants it cut a certain way you know take this out take that out um and so the director's vision kind of gets lost like uh superman 2 superman 2 is probably one of the biggest um takeaways um from a director's cut because uh the studio stepped in and they had issues during production so actually the director got released halfway through the film another another director stepped oh. in they finished the film but it wasn't the original director's vision um and so years later they came out with uh the superman 2 director's cut and i, I i'm that drawing today so different. i can't think of the name <laughs> but yeah um, i guess if i went back and like scene by scene watched the aliens maybe i would i mean obviously i would notice a difference but um, I, one of them, I really noticed a big difference, but one of them I didn't. And I was like, I mean, I, maybe there wasn't, I mean, I guess it may just be one scene here or there, um, maybe a few seconds longer. I don't know. I'm one, but, I wonder which one, which was, which one was the director's cut. Cause I know one of them, my favorite director, uh, did David Fincher. Um, he did yeah. one of the aliens and that was his supposedly worst films of his, of his, uh, resume because the studio kept stepping in and kept causing conflict so the studio just did their cut and released it and apparently it was a really bad experience uh for fincher um and yeah. so maybe it was a david fincher director's cut i don't know i haven't seen one of those but i think mm. if that's the one i saw i remember hearing that that may be the one where i really noticed the difference i was like wow that's and I think I liked his more. I don't remember. I, it, yeah. Now it's six months ago, but um, may, I may ended up for some of them. Maybe I watched the original twice, thinking one was the director's cut. For all I know. <laughs> he just sat there. Like, and it's awfully the similar. <laughs> Did I hit the next button or the repeat button? <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I never know what to do. You know, the which one to watch first. Directors like. I'll ask you because um, I feel like I'm one of the few in this situation. I've never seen any Star Wars. So do you watch them in order of the movies or when they came out? Like, what do you do? That's a good Star Wars. What's that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I don't know because uh, I've only seen one Star Wars. Uh, I think that was oh, okay. um, Star Wars 2, Empire Strikes Back or whatever it's called. I don't remember. It was, I was young, okay, so then we're both in this together then. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Um, I mean, it looks cool, looks good, but I don't know a lot about it. Okay. The only one I saw was the one with the um, racing. And apparently from everyone I say, they say that was the absolute worst one to watch. Uh, the one with the young the, the young kid. Yeah. Racing the car. Yeah, with, that um, was... Jar Jar. Yeah, that was, that was the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> like stats wise statistic wise yeah that's the only one i saw so maybe it made i saw like parts of it so i didn't even see the whole thing but maybe mm. that's why i don't know I, I know that the originals are apparently you know the best and that's one of the ones i saw was uh star wars 2 i think so one of those one or two yeah the, i haven't uh, seen any of them all the way through and i feel guilty because <laughs> I love the score. I feel like I've seen him by listening to the score. I feel like John Williams told me everything mm. I need to know. <laughs> he did a phenomenal job on the score, yeah. There's, I don't know, I guess there's character development, maybe. Um, and I guess the storyline, but I guess by now, all everybody knows the storyline of Star Wars and Luke and yeah. Darth Vader being his father and the hand getting cut off and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I, just, I remember the yeah. um, Ewoks in the trees, up in the trees and whatnot. That's, I have that's heard the one of them. I saw. I, I mean, the one I feel like I know the Star Wars because I watched Spaceballs, and I feel like, you know, <laughs> now I know it all. <laughs> Spaceballs sums it up really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I just remember the Ewoks, the little fuzzy bears. They were cool. But yeah, I, I, know, a... I know like all the characters, um, the Chewie and all of them, so I, I know of them. But... Well, see, and that's the thing. People kept telling me to watch um, Mandalorian, which that's another thing I, I haven't seen. I um, haven't either. But they're saying it's, it stands alone, like it can stand on its own. You don't have to be a Star Wars fan or, oh. or watch Star Wars to watch Mandalorian. Uh, okay. And I'm interested just to watch it. But again, I'm just not a huge, I guess maybe I'm just not a fan of that genre per se. Um, but I do need to watch it because the cinematography in it's phenomenal and the technology that they used um, instead of doing green screen, they they have a, it's a new um, digital uh, backdrop. So instead of doing green screen or blue screen and then keying everybody into it, the background is a huge uh, like screen like a monitor and it moves oh, really? with the actor yeah there's actually behind the scenes wow. um, online that you can pull up I'll, I'll send you a link later um it's this new technology where it 3d maps everything and so literally as the camera moves around an actor um the background moves parallel with it like in parallax so and the lighting changes and so you have actual lighting so if they change uh, like on sunset, they'll have the sun going down in, in the, the screen in the background. Well, that's reflecting off the helmets and the armor of everybody. And so you get this realistic looking scene where you don't that's have to. That's crazy. Yeah, you don't have to light it and then do a green screen, a blue screen and key it in later and try to make it all match. It's literally done on set live. I did not know that. I mean, now you're making me want to watch it technically. I just wanted to yeah. watch it because I heard uh, Bill Burr was in it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I love Bill Burr. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to watch it just for the cinematography sakes, but watch the behind the scenes. Like when I send you the link, that'll make you probably want to hop on and check it out. Yeah, I want to see everyone I said, you know, talked with about it said um, Star Wars would probably benefit, you know, watching them first. But I'm mm. glad that you said that, you know, people say stand alone because I do want to try it. Mm hmm. Yeah, from what I've heard, it stands alone. Like, you don't have to have a lot of Star Wars knowledge or, or anything of the previous films. So, I mean, my understanding is it's a prequel anyway. So, right. I would right. hope it would stand alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You may know more from the others, but, you know, I mean, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It might, might be beneficial just to go in not knowing anything, you know? Yeah, maybe that's the good starting point to get into Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. And then that way you're not influenced by any of the other Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I won't going know fresh. who uh, Luke Vader Luke Vader. Luke Darth Vader. Vader is. Good old Luke <laughs> Vader and uh, Boba Foot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the little baby um, baby dude, baby green dude. Oh, Yoda? Yoda. I'm going to get so much slack for this. Everybody's going to hate me. He didn't, he didn't even know Yoda's name. <laughs> uh, yeah, baby Wait, Yoda. Wait, now are you star trek then no that's i was that. literally about to ask you i'm not star trek either are you star trek okay well i never watched the series but i i actually liked the movies um the recent ones yeah the new ones look really cool i did see part of uh one of the new ones that jj uh, abrams did um yeah but yeah what uh what's a good way for people to get a hold of you if if uh if they want to um collaborate or um, are working on a project or just want to pick your brain, say somebody wants to get into film composing. Um, I know you're on Instagram, you're on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just my name on Facebook. Uh, a lot of my, uh, I think social media handle is um, all the same. It's uh, GMD music studio. Okay. Um, and that's also my uh, email. It's uh, gmdmusicstudio at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm always, you know, always uh, enjoy talking film, music, and all of that, just the industry with people. Um, yeah. So, cool. yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, I've got everything linked down below. So if anybody wants to reach out to Greg or has any questions for Greg, uh, all his social media handles will be down below. So go down there, follow him, um, and subscribe to him. Uh, that way you can see what his upcoming projects are. Uh, he's um, composing for A House Divided. Um, so season four, you said, should be hopefully coming out? Or season three just came out? Um, yeah, the last episode of season three is next week. Yep, perfect. And then hopefully they continue with season four. 
and then uh, the New York uh, documentary. That'll be cool to see when that comes out as well. Yeah, open uh, shooting for Tribeca, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. Oh, sweet, dude. Tribeca, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right, brother. I'll, I'll, we'll talk to you later, and uh, I appreciate you jumping on again. All right, sounds good. All right, man. Keep creating. <laughs> you too. All right, bye. Bye.